Hi, I'm Alex Cox. And I'm Savannah Million. And this is Roboism. A show about robots, technology, and isms on Relay FM. Hi, everybody. Hello. And hi, Savannah. How are you? Ah, I'm still alive, despite your efforts. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> I, I feel like me almost crashing things into you or uh-huh. throwing things it, it's more my own clumsiness and less a diabolical plot we are on episode three on episode <laughs> one you tried to shoot me into outer space and on episode two you tried to fly a drone into my face so what am i in for this time huh no just just boring apple news don't worry hmm. all right it, it, i'm on my guard honestly it's probably you would probably rather have a drone flown into your face than me talk about all of the cool apple news that happened this week <laughs> you, you make a compelling point um but no, I actually do want to hear about what's new at Apple, so uh, I'll, I'll stick around. Do you know what WWDC is, Savannah? Uh, Worldwide Developers Conference. Yeah, it's Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference. And I assumed that all of our listeners would know what that is, and that's not a fair assumption. And I feel I kind mean, of bad about it. It's it's not the most exciting thing. It, mm, mm, it's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting. Well, according to a Twitter poll that I took last night, um, it's exciting to 79% of the people who voted, and the rest were like, no, no. I think your Twitter followers skews uh, more interested in Apple than the general populace. I don't know why you would ever think that. I question the mm. validity of such a poll. <laughs> Well, this this week, I just, because it's the only thing on my brain, I wanted to talk about um, Siri and Apple's uh, Worldwide Developers Conference, better known as WWDC, which is where uh, I wasn't at, but I was like a attending you were there in spirit i was uh well i mean i was literally there but i was standing outside the building going hey let me in let me in i thought you were like in there no no i'm not they let you in oh because because i uh don't vampire well because i'm not a developer um (laughs) wait because i'm a vampire what you have to be invited in sorry (laughs) I like how you breezed past it, though. <laughs> All right. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm glad you're amused. <laughs> well, okay. So they only let developers in the room? No, no. So so w, every uh, the tickets are fairly expensive. Um, they're like $3,000, which, which, well, uh, yes, it is gross. But to put something on... Um, at that scale, and it, it, it it's kind of the standard going rate for conferences of that type. Right, uh, right, right. But Apple has gotten better at offering um, scholarships and stuff like that. This year they had uh, the youngest developer was 10, and Aww. the oldest was an 80-year-old woman, and she was all about like making apps more accessible. That's really cool. Um, the, and, but this is not an Apple podcast as much as I would want it to be. (laughs) Uh, this is a show about, uh, but it is a show about technology. They announced some sort of, uh, Siri hardware that you made me read about today. (laughs) In fact, that is completely, oh, wow. I was about to, well, actually you, (laughs) 
<laughs> Please oh. go right ahead. <laughs> it's, You're not a man. Oh, it's okay. oh man. I, I, uh, the, the, everybody was speculating that Siri, the assistant that is in all iPhones, was going to be put into a tube or a can, much like uh, Amazon's tube friend or Google's kind of more squat tube friend. <laughs> um, and, but, and I thought it was going to be like the Siri orb. But what we, what we got was the HomePod. I want to get all three of them and line them up like gyroids in uh, Animal Crossing house and have them yes! all make, <laughs> make gurgling noises yes, at each yes, other. Yes. That, is, that is actually something that I plan to do uh, because why not why when not? you get when you do i i will not actually commit and get all three but when you do i will make them little animal crossing faces for you oh that's so exciting it'll be great uh, i mean i need to now include in show not, show notes the amazing um animal crossing uh robots and yeah i guess if we can't expect everybody to know what WWDC is, we also can't <laughs> expect them to know about this one very specific the bizarre s- character of small n- Nintendo game. <laughs> the, the most niche character slash accessory of one of the most niche strange games. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a great game, though. Um, I, I, I just kind of wanted to talk about Siri this week because I did not take any notes whatsoever. I was just like, hey read about what happened at WWDC. Um, but, oh, the, the HomePod, which is, it, it's it's their Siri blob, but they're really pushing it as a device used for music. And it kind of felt like they were just teasing it because it's like, oh, and HomeKit, which is Apple's like home automation uh, system. They're like, yeah, and HomeKit's built in. I think a ton more is coming in the fall because that's kind of when the, that's like when the iPhone is released and this is, Apple kind of like throwing out a false flag, like, yeah, look at these cool speakers. And also there's HomeKit and Siri integration. Mm. And this is just the beginning of what will be my new Apple HomeKit lifestyle. The tip of the Apple iceberg. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> and, and I mean, in all seriousness, uh, Apple acquired this app called Workflow, which is all about, um, I, I know people are going to be all grumpy that the, these are not robots, but uh, robots automate things sometimes. So I'm going to talk about automation. Uh, Apple talked uh, or Apple acquired Workflow, which is this amazing automation app for iOS. And I am just like, and, and me and many people like me are like chomping at the bit to know what is going to happen in terms of um, not just iOS integrate uh, automation, but uh, HomeKit automation. Mm. Like this is gonna get crazy real <laughs> fast. In like a, <laughs> in fact, because iOS 11 was released, Tim did make a like we're bre- we're turning it up to 11, the most mild spinal nah. tap joke. Yeah, I'm su- I'm surprised that you did not immediately like that's. That, I feel like I, of all the hot takes, it's and- such an on the nose pun. Uh, or not a pun, it's a wordplay. Yeah, you you know what, you're right. I was like, this is the one b- bit of news that's going to get to Savannah, but she is, she's a pun pun master. And no. like, like you said, it's wordplay, no. it's not a pun. It is wordplay. Mm. It did make me groan, which, <laughs> so success, I think. We've, we've kind of talked about this, but do you use Siri on a daily basis? No, I Wait, don't. Wait, really? Not even like to... No, wow. it's too slow. <gasps> 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. my phone is kind of garbage, though. It's like three years old. We've talked about this. It's not interesting. But yeah, no, <laughs> Siri just takes, it takes too long. I use Siri for like two things. And one of those is setting timers. And the other is asking what song this is in a restaurant instead of using Shazam. Because Siri just uses Shazam. So I was able to uninstall the app and replace it with Siri. I did not know that Siri did that, and I'm very, very excited. <laughs> Those I really like the only the only uses I get out of Siri, but like, but I do I do use the um, the Amazon Tube Friend quite a bit, and I imagine that if I had uh, the HomePod instead, it, I would use that as as much, um, if not more. It, it, one one thing I noticed from the marketing page for the HomePod was the ability to be like. Like, hey, play this song next or whatever. Like, it, it mm-hmm, seems mm-hmm. like Siri is a little bit more advanced um, than some of the Echo commands. Because my, my Echo does respond a lot with, like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, well, and the other thing, too, is that, uh, yes, this is, the HomePod's going to be an amazing speaker. But there is a freaking iPhone in that thing. Like, they've got the A8 chip in there, and it's, like, you don't need that to f- to Shazam some songs. Did I use Shazam right. as a verb? I guess I did. Yeah, you can. <laughs> like, the f- there, there's an iPhone in there. There's not an iPhone in the Echo. Like, there's some mm. serious silicon behind this, and that's, I, wow, oh, I'm a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> well, some we serious all already silicon. knew that. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know. So I'm that just, just means it's, all I hear when you say that is that it's going to be very expensive. It <laughs> well, they they did this whole song and dance on stage. Uh, for people who don't know, like WWDC starts off with a keynote, and um, Phil Schiller, one of the top execs at Apple, was like, you know, a uh, wireless Bluetooth speaker costs around six hundred or seven hundred dollars, and mm. uh, one of these smart speakers is like a hundred to hundred fifty dollars. So really, mm. the price of three hundred and fifty dollars is totally reasonable. Mm. <laughs> And of course, I'm up there like, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> I, you know, I'm sure it is to many people. I well, all right. To to get into like the nitty gritty, nerdy, uh, dark side of this is that um, right now, uh, while while I have made my peace with my Amazon tube friend like I, I know that her purpose is to sell me things on Amazon and like I'm I'm okay with that but I'm really uh, I, and I don't know why this is because I've surrendered the rest of my life to Google and I've accepted that Google has all of this data about me and it would be very hard to get it back but there's just something about having a Google home in my apartment that creeps you out yeah and and that's the thing if even if my amazon tube friend is constantly listening to me at least i know the exact reason she's listening she is listening (laughs) like it is creepy and terrible and not okay but i know (laughs) i know that the reason that's happening is to sell me things Mm, but but what's google doing with all that yes they are selling my my things that I say and do to other people that I don't know, which is weird. Like they're doing the cat. Like, at least I know that I am being capitalismed at with my Amazon tube friend where with Google, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. Capitalism debt. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, 
But Siri, the the main, the only thing with Siri and the HomePod, they, there's one goal. It is to Apple's only goal is to get you to buy their software and Apple Music. their yeah their their software uh, services and above all their devices, which is why the HomePod is expensive, which is why the iPhone is expensive. They don't want your data. They want all of your money for their fancy, pretty things. And I'm okay with that. I think they want some of your data, Alex. I think they, they want like, just a little bit of your okay, data. They, just like, <laughs> like a smidge. Like a smidge of data. Just a smidge. Just. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I just think they want. No, I, I agree with your reasoning for like why they come off less skeezy. I, I also trust them more. But I, I don't know. I also like... I like to be able to pick and choose what I like from each service or like uh, like mega corporation or whatever. Like I <laughs> I don't use Apple Music. I use Spotify and all I do of my too. freaking songs I have liked on Spotify <laughs> and switching <laughs> would be a huge pain in the butt because I would have to go through and like recreate all those stupid libraries. I had to do this when RDO died and I'm still mad about it. And that was like a hundred years ago. Can Can I well actually you again? What? <laughs> well, well, actually, if you you could use an iOS workflow to change all of your Spotify uh, playlists to Apple Music playlists. Does that actually work? Because I was promised <laughs> these services when RDO died, and they were terrible. <laughs> I, I have, oh, I've been oh, burned, Alex. Oh boy, <laughs> a little I've bit got of... no trust. <laughs> uh, it actually, well. Yeah, but, it, that's the thing, though. This is completely independent of both Spotify and uh, Apple Music. People just m- have made this. And yes, uh, I know that because I switched from Apple Music to Spotify because... You switched uh, from Apple, but you love Apple. I, what I, happened? <laughs> you, the, the, you just expressed that with the concern of, like, I, like I had a fight with my wife. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, are you guys, are you guys okay? Is everything all right? I'm everything all, okay, all right? Trouble in paradise? <laughs> What's going on? Do you want to talk? <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, Apple Music is still garbage. It's so bad. Oh, it's no. yeah. Well, and, and I was going to say that that's that's the other thing is um, Spotify does have like you know all of these smart algorithms and like yes they have all of my data. They know everything I'm listening to. They know when I'm listening to it. They know if I've skipped a song. And I'm okay with Spotify knowing that because. Uh, their purpose is to uh, get me to keep using their service uh, so that I will discover more new things. And I am okay with that because I understand that transaction. Mm. The <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> it's like I'm making peace with capitalism and you're just like, nope. I'm just nope, grumpy nope. in the corner. Okay, so Savannah, then I have a question about your how, how you disperse your data. Oh, uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> are are you uh, primarily a Google person? Um I well uh I'm trying to think of places where I have a choice. Like I have to use mm-hmm. Google um for work and then I also use um inbox for personal email. Um I don't I hardly know anybody who uses a different email service than a Google-based one. Do you use like Google Search, Google Photos? Yeah, I use Google Search. I don't mess with Google Photos. I think all my photos are yeah. I use Apple for photo management, and by that I mean I pay them uh, ninety nine cents a month, so I never have to mess with any of my photos. They're just backed up eternally. Isn't that cool though? Yeah, I- it is cool because it's not 
worth i've had this conversation with uh my friend kat where it's it's like i have five thousand photos on my phone and some of those are gems that if i lost them i would be um like torn to pieces and most of them are like five copies of the same like can of something that i needed to show a friend for a dumb (laughs) joke and it's like you know i I, like ideally i wouldn't have that at all i would delete it but is it worth my time to go Mm -hmm. through five thousand photos and delete all of the garbage ones or is it better to pay a dollar a month for eternity and never have (laughs) to mess with it and i think it's the latter um and and that's why it's so exciting that Google, uh, what, I'm sorry, not Google Photos, um, Apple is getting so much better at photos because they, they, they did you read anything uh, actually about um, Apple's new photo stuff? Uh, not really, but this is a good opportunity for you to to, to, to Alex explain. explain. Them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, I've always really um, thought that face detection is both equally creepy and magical. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's, well, I, I use both Google photo and, uh, Apple photos because I'm a monster and I'm like, okay, maybe this will change when I have a kid. Like I won't want, um, what do you use Google photos for? Just more, more of a backup. Um, and also Google photos has this like assistant feature where, um, it's algorithm puts together, uh, a bunch of photos and like makes little slideshows for you. For example, it asked me on mother's day to pick, uh, pick the mother and then pick the children. And it made a little slideshow of all of my photos of, of me and my siblings and my mom. And I was like, that is it's pretty really cool. creepy, but what a beautiful Mother's Day gift that my mom is never going to know magically appeared on my phone with zero <laughs> effort. They they also oh man, it I think it was the meow mix. I made a uh, lovely little cat montage, and again by made, I mean it showed up in my inbox. Um, All right, I, I actually just opened Google Photos right now, and it says personalize Google Photos by choosing your face. And it wants me to <laughs> it wants me <laughs> to tell me which of these six faces are mine. Um, mm-hmm. And it's very strange because the six faces that it gives me are definitely the six people who are most prevalent and influential in my life. And I'm a little creeped out right now. I'm gonna put down my phone. <laughs> I'm done. Um, yeah, th- no, that is that is a cool thing. I um. Yeah, I I haven't messed with it, so I can't say, but I am always curious when I hear about services like that, how they handle touchy subjects, because um, if I know a lot of people who end up with, like, a bunch of photos on Facebook of, like, exes or family members who have passed away, and then to have technology, like, boop you and be like, hey, remember this good time you had? Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually just makes you really sad. Um, so I, I wonder if uh, what... what um, steps they've taken to avoid such things or if any you know i i know that facebook has i don't know if google has but i i apple doesn't seem to even want to be in that game which i think is really smart because they're doing all of their machine learning and analyzing right on the device which is really really cool Mm -hmm. uh and i know that they're never going to beat google in like the data game but if they can but they're definitely beating them in terms of like hardware and like your phone is going to be a little robot and 
sure, you can have this amazing AI and algorithm out there, uh, but but your phone being having its its little machine learning and constantly churning and knowing you better is super cool to me, especially because you can just like crack the device in half because it's it, it the big thing um, that WWDC really emphasized was privacy. And I don't know, I got all jazzed too because uh, at the talk show, which is um, a really popular podcast by John Gruber, uh, he was talking to Craig Federici, one of the other Apple executives about Safari and all of the privacy features coming to Safari. And I've never seen a crowd get so, it, and it was in this uh, live theater, and I've never seen a crowd get so excited about privacy features in a browser. Like, that's, a, that's the world we live in now. It's, it's crazy. It's true. I mean, that audience is also people who care about privacy features in the browser, too. Uh, okay, fair. Fair, but... I wish everyone cared. I, yeah, oh, that's true. Oh, no. <laughs> what? Are you trying to kill me with sounds? No! No, I was going to start a discussion about uh, <laughs> oh my god. I was going to start a, a discussion, a subtopic, if you will, uh, or a segment. <laughs> I am trying to ask you about how you use notifications and what sounds you use, if any, to uh, alert you to notifications on your devices. Ah! <laughs> oh god. Uh, Alex, I just use all of the default ones, and I keep my phone on vibrate most of the time. Do you have a system for this? Um, no, I always try to go with the most uh, non-invasive. And like you, I have most of my devices on vibrate all of the time. Um, do you get the phantom vibrations? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Um, I Mostly when I'm in like a place that's playing loud music, and I... Like, if I'm wearing a messenger bag and, like, it vibrates from the loud music, does this ever happen to you? And then, you do you go huh. to places with loud music? I, <laughs> this is a place with loud music. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I, I, I do, but I don't, I'm, oh, I guess you're right, but I don't have bags. I have oh. small pockets that things fall out of. But, yeah, my my right leg perpetually has a t- twitch that oh, thinks no. my iPhone is ringing in it. It's not, though. No oh, one calls dear. me. Only, not even my problematic boyfriend, Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon, I, if you're listening, you can call Alex anytime. Uh, we'll pick up. I know that you had a busy week with that IPO and everything, but I'm here if you want to talk. I just think the whole phantom, uh, like the phantom vibration sensation is really cool because it's like, what other things can we trick our bodies into doing? Like, like, you know about the whole nocebo effect, right? Yeah, enlighten me. Um, and by, by me saying, like, oh, don't you know? I mean, have you seen the CGP Grey YouTube video <laughs> about it? I have not. The, the nocebo effect is the, just the, like, inverse of the placebo effect in that you think you are sick when you're not. So it's like, oh, man, your head. You... Isn't that just called being a hypochondriac? <laughs> you know what? Fair point. Fair point. Well, I I think with the nocebo, it has to be specifically induced by something other than yourself. Mm -hmm. Like someone needs to say, oh, my God, you have been poisoned. And then you slowly 
start to think that you have been poisoned and you start to die. And then suddenly it's like, oh, wait, just kidding. You you're fine. And then you magically get better. And that is an actual documented thing. So I'm I'm wondering, like, what sort of crazy nonsense thing? I don't know. I I thought that was called gaslighting. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever just Googled robot dragons? I guess I will now. I'm it's, sure it'll just be like fan art. I mean, it's a good time though. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at all this! Mm-hmm. Look at all of these. They do. They do have them. I mean, we we often anthropomorphize robots into some sort of like android type thing. But if you needed to have a robot in your home, what 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 form of animal would it take if it couldn't be human? Oh, a Pikachu. What? <laughs> Did I misunderstand the question? <laughs> no, no, no. That's a, I guess it's a completely valid answer. That's already electric. <laughs> so <laughs> what one would you have? I mean, well, well, real quick. Funny you should mention that because uh, on stage at the WWDC keynote, they were talking about augmented reality and uh, Pokemon Go, you know, has augmented reality already, but, like, they were talking about the improvements, and uh, the guy who was doing the demo was like, oh, look at that Pokemon Go, and it was a Pikachu, but he's like, oh, I'm going to get you, Pokemon, and we're like, no, it's a Pikachu! <laughs> oh, man. Are you interested in augmented reality at all? Yeah, I am, and, you know, it's augmented reality is funny to me because it's been it's been technology for like four years, like very accessible mm-hmm. technology because, um, uh, what was it? The 3DS started doing AR stuff. Oh yeah. Like when did the 3DS come out? I'm going to Google it. Oh, I, uh, it's been a while now. Uh, yeah. So the 3DS came out in early 2011, according to a very quick Google. Um, and yeah, they had augmented reality and they had these cards that you could like put on a desk and then you could play, games with like a little dragon would pop out of the card and you but you could see it on your screen it's it's hard to explain but if you've done anything ar you kind of understand what i'm saying but then you could like tap and shoot fireballs at it and stuff and it was bananas and nobody was talking about it at least i mean uh, i'm sure like plenty of people were probably talking about it but none of my friends were mm-hmm. um and then like they didn't do i like none about none games came out that used that technology precisely none um, and there, there was like a couple others. There was one where you had to like catch little firefly type critters in the air. Um, but then, but now in like Pokemon Go, it's just, it's everywhere and people are like, uh, really excited about it. But I don't know. It took a while to get, uh, normalized, I guess. I, I don't think we're there yet. Like, no, I think it'll get cooler. I think, um, especially as it becomes more, um, available for developers to do cool things. I, th- I, I'm excited for a lot of the like world learning potentials, uh, uh, games like, like for instance, in Pokemon Go, it's cool that there are all these little landmarks that were like art and statues and stuff. And it would tell you like what they were. Um, and it was at least when I started playing Pokemon Go and it came out, uh, most of the ones that I saw were like incredibly outdated, but that mm-hmm. idea is so cool of like, Oh, you can, you can point out to me cool nearby things in 3d and I can see them and walk to them and read about them and whatever. It was nice. I'm, I'm more excited about AR than VR to be honest. Um, and that was such a huge part of Apple's keynote too. And, 
the the thing with Pokemon Go and also this other app, uh, Detour, which is not quite augmented reality, but it's it's kind of um, taking you on a uh, speaking tour of like a, a city. Um, and there's also not not just gameplay and exploration, but there's so many uses for accessibility that with um, AR that like I, we haven't even thought of because we're able-minded people who don't have to totally I, I don't have to even like comprehend that. I'm just like, oh man, I get to play like cool card games and shoot fireballs. And, but also you're right. It's this huge like education tool that's completely untapped. And it's also way, way, way more accessible than VR. Yeah, that's true. I, man, I just want to augment our entire world, honestly. (laughs) And, and your body. Yeah. (laughs) And my robot dragon. Do we want to talk about what happened at E3? Do you follow E3 news? Uh, a lot of stuff has happened at E3. Are you talking about the, like, Gamergate stuff? Oh, yeah. I'm just talking about, you know, women constantly being harassed on Twitter. Talking about, about that, that Minecraft boy? That, that. With his potty mouth? That, uh, botch, botch boy with his, uh, potty mouth who made Minecraft. Uh, yeah. I was, so, in there is, we'll put a link to a story about it. And it, and it, it's just another, I don't want to like bring attention to you a... You have to sum it up for people. I, uh, all right. Do you want so, me to do it? Yes, please. Somebody um, put a screenshot of Zoe Quinn tweet about her never being able to forgive um, gamer gators for their um, actions. And the founder of Minecraft at Notch on Twitter uh, replied with a dirty word that I will not repeat, Pete, um, or calling her a mean word, um, a, a sexualized insult generally, uh, reserved for women. Um, and yeah, just, I don't know. Is that the whole story? It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I, it just sucks. It, well, it, it does suck, but it, it started, you know, this whole, uh, the whole, uh, another ambush of tweets um, with everybody who's been like harassed during Gamergate but and I hate like bringing attention to it except that so many people uh, because I'm somewhat of a masochist of course I went and like read all of these terrible men Uh, yeah yeah, but but so many were like you're you're a hero to my daughter and that Mm. hit hard and like one after the other, like you're you're a hero to so many people. I look up to you, and it was just, wow. This is the biggest. Minecraft is probably the biggest game of. I don't know if we'd call it our generation or the next generation. I I mean I don't know, but like just the other day I saw Minecraft Uno. And I'm like, all right, this is a thing now, I guess. Yeah, I mean they even partnered with Nintendo for the latest Switch Minecraft version that is out. Yeah, you you can't escape Minecraft, and I hope that Microsoft basically bought it early enough that nobody that it becomes sort of this faceless thing. This I I want Minecraft as a faceless organization to own it, so that kids and anybody who's passionate about like games and making things in Minecraft can really own it and not have to have the shadow of this terrible person saying terrible things. Yeah, that's a thing I think about sometimes cuz like what about what about all the services you use whose creators you are unfamiliar with and don't know their views? Mm-hmm. Like I don't 
I don't know. It's complicated. Um, and like, yeah, buying Minecraft right now, are you giving money to Notch or supporting him in any way? I Like, in a way, yeah, but... Actually, oh, God. Do you want me to well actually you? <laughs> well, wait, I thought, he's, I thought he doesn't have anything to do with Minecraft anymore. Exactly. So don't feel guilty. He has his money. He's done. Yeah, but he made it. It's still like his thing. But like, he makes no money off of it whatsoever. Well, at least private publicly he doesn't make any money yeah, but you could argue that buying it talking about it and supporting it now um increases his platform because he's recognized as the creator of it and it's more popular and that can create future opportunities for him to be successful right right yeah that and, and you're right that's what's so hard is like Someone pointed out that his name is still on the starting screen, like his Twitter handle, at Notch. Like, not Marcus Pearson in the credits, at Notch. Yeah. And if you're, if you're like, a curious kid like I, I was, I'd be like, oh, who's that? And I'd Google them, and I would follow them. And then, man, man, you're right. That's mm, because, yeah, I, I've actually never given any money to Notch because Minecraft was free. Um, and then now if what? you... Yeah. What? I, I bought it back in the day when it came out. Yeah, wasn't it? Well, like very, very early on, wasn't it free? And then you didn't have to pay if you were like... No, I think... Um, I don't. I, I I can't say if it was free or not. I don't remember. But at the time that I bought it, it was very cheap. I think it was like ten dollars, and then it included all future versions of it. Yeah, I I think that you're right. Maybe I bought it for like twenty five cents. Yeah. So I gave Notch twenty five cents. Yeah, I'm sure mm. it's been free at some point. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I think that's like a tricky question because I I also don't. I don't want to support or give money to Gamergate supporters or blatant misogynists. Obviously I don't, I'm not interested, but um, I also like, I don't do due diligence and research the creators of everything that I spend money on um, or look into like where all of the money that I'm spending goes. Um, and you know, I, it's like, where do you draw the line? You know what? Okay. Here's my actual stance on it. It's like, d- do, do whatever you want, but don't preach at me about what I should and shouldn't spend money on. I'm a grump. Uh, no, I, I'm a grump too. in that like, yeah, I saw a lot of people doing that too. Like no one support notch. Like, I don't even know how to, I don't think he sells anything anymore. I don't know how you could I, I don't know, but like I I have bought and read Ender's Game, and that author is a monster. Like he is a crazy homophobic monster, um, but it had a lot of that book had a lot of meaning to to me. And like it, maybe we'll discuss Jane, the amazing AI that's in that series one day. And it's you're right. Where that involved me needing to read it. I okay, um, so maybe not. so <laughs> I like to in moments like this, uh, um, our friend friend of the podcast Trin had a series of tweets that I really liked about how um when people asked her how do you enjoy like a problematic movie and she compared it uh, she had this metaphor for fruit salad where it's like okay I want fruit salad to be full of like strawberries and pineapples but it's always got these like junk melons in it um <laughs> and but I still will continue to buy fruit salad I'll continue to enjoy the strawberries and the pineapples and I'll continue to hate the melons and people still continue to make fruit salads that are mostly melons and I'm like why I would rather like why aren't you putting any of the good fruit in there <laughs> um and maybe one day we'll have you know a fruit salad that ha- is full of just the good delicious fruits but um it's worth 
talking like it's worth continuing to watch movies and play games and stuff that have problems if you're talking about them and talking about ways to make things better and you know just critiquing things um rather than I don't know just saying I'm never eating fruit salad again until it's perfect you know that's kind of that's such an amazing metaphor I'm paraphrasing her tweets (laughs) we can find them and link them but she she did a good job she hers were more um uh you know twitter twitter length that she did a better job the i i really love uh the organization feminist frequency uh another victim of gamergate but they're all about be critical of the media you love Mm -hmm. um and i they really came under fire for uh like just really just dragging um Mad Max Fury Road, a film that I love, uh, but the, the, Anita Sarkeesian had a ton of problems with that. And it was really interesting to hear her take. And it's it's like, yeah, this person I admire just happens to kind of hate a movie that I love. And there's this weird, oh, God, man, the internet and the discourse, all the takes, <laughs> all the takes. So many takes. I, I, if you don't know this, it's okay to not like things. Just don't be a dick about it, as the famous YouTube song. <laughs> I also <laughs> think if you really love something and you are not ready or not interested to hear people's criticisms of it, that is also cool and acceptable. So. Yeah, you don't need to. You don't need to listen to other people's opinions if if not hearing them doesn't harm anything, including it, ours. You can yeah, shut this podcast. Turn up it off. Turn right it off now. right now. Why are you still here? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Too much discourse. Too much. Too many hot takes.
places to go, people to see, I should be optimistic. I have no eyes inside.